Welcome to another impactful message from Cornerstone Church, where we truly believe there is one hope for every heart, Jesus Christ. If you'd like to check out more resources or view video of this sermon, visit us online at cornerstonerome.com. The subject of living by faith. So in Hebrews, this is most people believe this is Paul that wrote this, but Hebrews chapter 10 verse 38 says, My righteous one, or but my righteous one, are the righteous ones shall live by faith. Everybody say faith. Faith, that's right. If you're at home right now, say it out loud. Tell the person that's in their pajamas next to you, faith, right? Tell them, yeah, live by faith, man. And if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him. But we are not of those who shrink back to destruction, but of those who have faith to the preserving of the soul. So when I read this to you, it's so funny. When I was first coming to Christ and first started, really, I was like 19, maybe right at 19 years of age, when I really served, bought in 100% to Jesus, man, I got saved when I was a kid, but I didn't really know what I was, you know, doing, and I sold out to Jesus when I was 19, okay, and when I was 19, I don't know if you remember this, is late 90s, and shut up, late 90s, some of y'all weren't even born then, it's so crazy, but anyway, like, so I was, I was, um, the thing that was big then was, like, God wanted to bless you, right, I don't know if you remember this, if you're around that time, if you were serving Jesus, the big thing was, man, if you had faith, you was getting stuff from God, I don't know if y'all remember any of this stuff, like on TV, all the preachers would be saying like, man, if you live in God, God's going to give you a car, he's going to give you a house, give you a gold toilet, or whatever, I mean, it was all kind of stuff, you, y'all remember this kind of stuff, right, and so, like, for the longest, that's what I thought it meant to live by faith, to live by faith meant that you got stuff from God, that meant faith, well, you must have some real faith if you can move a mountain and get some miracles and get some stuff, and that must mean you're really serving Jesus. And that is not what Paul said. And just to be clear, God does want to bless you. He wants you to be blessed. It's all throughout Scripture. It's a sign of his covenant that you be blessed. But you know as well as I do, if you can't manage your money, why would he give you more? If you can't take care of the car you do have, why would God give you a new car? So there's our responsibilities and his responsibilities, right? So we all know that our choices can affect some of the things that God wants to do in our lives. So God wants to bless you, but, but whether or not he wants to give you a gold toilet, I don't know, man. Get a can of spray paint if you want one of those. I don't know what to tell you about that. But this is not what he's referring to here. Living by faith, it's a terminology that Paul used all throughout his letters to the churches. You could probably find it in context throughout every letter, but I'm going to give you just a few. Romans, Galatians, Corinthian church, Hebrews. It's all through the just. This same. Let me give you one reference. Romans eight. Uh, Romans chapter one verse seventeen says, "For in it the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it's written. But the righteous man shall live by faith." It's all throughout the epistles of the Bible. The new past Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Everything else is all the epistles. Okay, get past the Acts. All the rest of his epistles. Letters to the churches. Paul is writing this and telling us that the just, the righteous, those who follow Christ, we are to live by faith. And when you hear that, I don't know what it makes you think of. What does it mean to live by faith? And where did Paul get this from? I don't, you know, think he was thinking about everybody driving fancier cars. Nothing wrong with a nice fancy car. But again, if you can't take care of what you do have, why would God bless you with more? There's choices that you and I make. So where did Paul get this idea from? Every New Testament revelation has an Old Testament foundation. Just you, you can bank on it. If you find something in the New, you can find it in the Old that it's coming from. So Habakkuk chapter 2, verse 3. Let me read this to you, and we'll talk some about living by faith. He says, this is the you know, popular version, uh, popular scripture reference that people use for vision, and it's, it's really good for this. It says, for the vision is yet for the appointed time. It hastens towards the goal, and it will not, be, it will not fail. Though it tarries, wait for it. 
for it will certainly come, it will not delay. Behold, same verse of scripture, he's going in the next verse, he's same context. He says, behold, as for the proud person, his soul is not right within him, but the righteous will live by his faith. Isn't it funny how, don't you think it's funny how Habakkuk is right here, that we're supposed to live by faith, and yet he's also talking about vision in the same context. I think it's because you know as well as I do, if you're going to live by faith, it's going to have to have some vision in your life, because you can't always see. If you see it, it's not faith, right? Come on, right? Y'all with me this morning? Y'all with me online, right? Everybody awake, right? All right. So if you, if you are going to live by faith, you're going to have to believe something, which simply the word faith, all it simply means is what you believe. There's nothing fancy to it. The word faith is belief. We are to live by our, watch this, our beliefs, by our convictions, not by what we see, not by what we feel, not by what we hear, not by what we taste, whatever else is out there. We're supposed to walk by faith, live by faith, what we believe. And so when you have a vision for something, it means you don't have all the pieces. In vision, in, in order to make a vision come to pass, it's all about can I communicate clear enough to you to help you see what I see? Now, if I'm going to build a building, that's not too hard. You can take some pictures, get some pamphlets out and do those kind of things. Build a house, I'll show you what it might look like, draw some things out, get some blueprints together. But if you're going to restore a relationship, build a relationship, start a career, anything like that, transition to something else, tell people like what you want to do and when you go to college or whatever you want to do in your life, you're trying to make a change. It, it takes some vision. You've got to be able to express it because how many of you know there's more doubters out there than there are believers? Y'all know what I'm talking about, right? You can say, man, I, I got this idea. This is what I think I'm going to do. I think, I think, I think, really think. And then you'll have 20 people say, that ain't going to work. I'll tell you why it won't work because they don't do anything either. Don't listen to those people. They don't ever done anything with their lives. Don't listen to those people. God gives you something to do. Pray about it. Get some good counsel. But don't listen to people who don't do anything with their life. But a vision is something you see inside. It's not seen by everybody else. It's something you see inside of your mind, inside what God gives you. And you have to convince people through communication or through pictures or whatever that, that you know, and Habakkuk says, write the vision down. Let people see it so they can run with it. Vision is always connected with faith. And something that I think we've all probably been guilty of this a little bit is we've forgotten to do this year in 2020 is to live by faith. And now faith isn't just for the people on TV. It's not for those guys on TV that, you know, got their TV shows. It's not just for those guys. It's not just for the great missionaries overseas. It's not just for the people that need to do miracles. It's for us. We're supposed to live by faith, live by our faith, live by our beliefs. That's, a, that's what we're supposed to live by. Now, I'm going to say a couple of things right now. Everybody, you know, if you're watching online, don't get mad at me. Don't be typing nothing in the comments section. Nobody here get mad at me, but just everybody stay put right where you are because this is not a jab. I want to say something. I just want you to listen to me. Nobody make a sudden move or change anything. Just be still for one minute. What is faith? Is faith not wearing a mask or is it wearing a mask? That's the wrong question. What is faith? What is is it? Is it like I've read on some of these people that can do and go to these other other? Regions of the land with no vaccinations whatsoever and just trust God. Is that faith or is it foolishness? Is it faith or not faith? Which one is it? That's the wrong question. The Bible tells me this. Listen, whatever you do, you do it by your beliefs. 
not other people's persuasions. James says, remember, it's a sin to not do what you know you should do and then don't do it. It means if you're convinced, listen, that you need to wear a mask, you should wear a mask. If you're convinced you, you shouldn't, then don't. I'm not your government, so I'm not, I'm not pushing you a thing, whatever. But watch this. Be careful, though. Watch this, though. Be careful, there. That's why I told you, be still. If you're watching online, you know, don't be topping you. I know I can't see you, but I can, I got an idea, all right? It means this, that if I don't wear one, I'm not going to push you to be like me. And if I do wear one, I'm not going to push you to be like me. Why is that important? Watch this. Let me tell you why it's so important. Because if it's not real with me, it's not real anyway. If I'm not living by it, it's not real anyway. Listen, I got milk, kind of like a milk allergy thing. What do you call What do you call it? Lactose intolerance? You know what I'm talking about? It's like a, you know, don't set so well in my stomach. Now, ice cream I have no problems with. I don't know what's up with that, but the Lord just, just you know, graced me with the ability to eat ice cream and no issues. But milk, man, like some milk, just it just makes me feel sick. I mean, I can't drink like certain milk. And, you know, some people say, oh, just get over it. Just come on, man. I drink milk. It's fine. Nothing wrong with drinking milk. And if you try to convince me to drink milk, I'm going to have a bad day. So there's nothing wrong with it. I don't drink it. Because why? Because I don't have a bad day. And some people makes me mad. My friend, he can knock out glasses of milk. It don't even matter. Like, I'm watching drink cold milk, man. It's like, man, I wish I could. I can't. I just, it don't set well with my body. Watch this. If you got in the sun and you got fair skin, what do you put on? What? I don't have to. I'm going to jab at you right now. My wife, she, she's a little more fair-skinned. She needs a little sunscreen because she can burn me. Look, I can go out with nothing. In about five days, if I'm out in the sun, I will be so dark. Man, listen, you, me and Pastor Stephen will be in a contest, I'll tell you right now. I'll be, he, he thinks he's he, No, I can get as dark as him. Why? Because I, I just my body tans. And you might think, well, I wish I could. It ain't right. I understand. I wish I could drink milk. It ain't right. Paul told Timothy, watch, I'm going somewhere with this. I know it's kind of weird. I'm not picking, just, just hang tight, listen. Paul told Timothy, you ought to drink a little wine every now and then for your stomach's sake. Why? Because he had issues, probably anxiety, dealing with the church. Who knows? You know what? He was a, he was a pastor. Probably why he was, Paul told him, you might need a little wine, son. You know what I'm saying? Get through all this. But, but he didn't tell everybody to do that. Paul told some people, you don't need it because you can't handle it. Now, listen, I don't drink. Why? Because in my, y'all know, I've told you this. I don't, why? Because and if someone tries to persuade me, I've had people try to tell me, it'll be all right. You can drink. Why would you do that to somebody who is convinced in their beliefs that this is not right for me to try to convince them to do something that's right for you? It is not faith anymore. Now, listen, I'm going to say something, okay? It's amazing how we think about faith and fear. Most of the time, it's more presumption than it is faith. It's more presumption than it is faith. You know what presumption is? It's, it's taking something that you hear or think about or see as truth and fact, and you're just going to follow through with it, even if you have no substantial evidence or proof of whatsoever. You're just going to follow through with it. Presumption that God will just come through for you. That's, that's not faith. And it's not fear. It's, it's presumption. Listen to what Jesus said in Luke chapter 4 and verse 9. He said, Then the devil took him up to Jerusalem to the highest point of the temple and said, If you're the Son of God, jump off. This is like what I hear today, and I'm just being real right now. It bothers me when people try to convince people to do what they are doing. I, it shouldn't be that way. Be sold in your own beliefs. 
Be sold in what you believe. I, I'm not afraid of a, you know, what's going on around us, but be sold in your beliefs. If you are, then you need to deal with that. You need to figure out with God what, what's going on or what. A, but I'm not afraid. It doesn't bother me. But I don't do what I do because I'm out of fear. I'm doing it out of faith. If I wear my mask, which I do, I'm not picking on my mask, I'm just saying, I'm doing it out of faith. I'm not afraid. If I don't drink milk, I'm doing it out of faith. I'm not doing it out of fear. I'm doing it out of faith. I know what it will do to me. So what do I do? I drink milk. I don't drink the milk. I drink almond milk. When I go to the coffee shop and they put milk in there, oh, man, I always know it. Like, bro, why'd you do that to me for? Like, it's just awful. Jesus said, watch. He said, he's going to order his angels to protect and guard you. This is what Satan told him. Use a little scripture on him. And they'll hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. And Jesus said, the scriptures also say, you must not test the Lord your God or presume anything about God. Don't test God. If you're going to do anything in fear, you might as well not do it. it ain't, it's not going to work anyway. And let me just say this. Don't prove your faith. I don't need to prove my faith to you. You don't need to prove your faith to me. Everybody understand what I'm saying when I say that? Don't prove your faith. It's not bravery to talk about you or who you are or anything else. You know, what we, oh, I'm telling you what I can do. I'm telling you what, no, 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 no. Because you all know who you are and who I am. We're just regular humans. Now, he's, a, he's, he's the man. Jesus is the man. He's the, he's the one that can do it through us. I'm always a little nervous when I hear people talk about what they can do and what they can do and what they can do. Because really not doing anything is Jesus working through them. It's not bravery to talk about you or who you can do or what you are or anything else. But listen, you don't have to prove your faith. Watch this. Also, don't force your faith. It's not wise to force what you believe on other people if they're not convinced. Why am I saying all this? Is it about, I'm telling you, I'm just using an illustration because it's the hot topic now. I'm about to use some more. Okay, so just hang in there. We're supposed to trust in the Lord and not in ourselves and not in each other and not in nations. The Bible is very clear about this. We're supposed to trust in the Lord. And God, I should say, maybe like this, we're supposed to trust in the Lord and not this nation right now, given our last couple of weeks. Our money even says this. You know, y'all looked at it in a while. I know we all bank with cards. Have you looked at the money lately? You know what it says, right? In God we trust. Right? Y'all with me, right? Don't leave a preacher hanging. I will make this more difficult than it already is. We are supposed to trust in God, not in a red group or a blue group or a purple group or whatever. Trust in God, not in people. And the Bible tells us it's very clear that God has always warned us not to be going back and trusting in something else. Listen to what he said in Isaiah 31. What sorrow awaits those who look to Egypt for help? Trusting in their, watch this, their horses, their chariots, their charioteers, and depending on the strength of human armies instead of looking to the Lord, the Holy One of Israel. We are supposed to trust in the Lord God. Now, you can listen to other people, but there should be a difference between my trust in God and my belief in other people. I do believe, I, tr I like you and all that kind of stuff, but when it comes through you coming through for me or him coming through for me, I'm going to side with him every single time. 
Because men and women will let you down. You cannot build your faith upon a person. You build your faith in God. We're supposed to live by faith in God, not in a nation or people. Are y'all with me? Okay, I just want to make sure everybody's with me. And it's always easier to go back to what you're familiar with. So I'll ask you this question right now. How do I know if I'm living by faith? We throw out a couple questions, okay? Watch this. In this last week, how do I know if I'm trusting God? How do I know if I'm living by faith? In this last week, let me ask you a question. Out of all the conversations that you and I have had, how many of those conversations have been about trusting the Lord? How many of those questions have been about the elections? How many of those questions have been about a virus? How many questions have been about a mask? How many times have we said, yeah, but I'm trusting the Lord? That's why it's quiet. Because we all know. Listen, fear is fear. You can be afraid of a virus. You can be afraid of elections. You can be afraid of your football team season going down to the toilet. Like ours, it looks like is. But fear is fear. Psalm 20 verse 7 says, Some boast in chariots and some in horses, but we're going to boast in the name of the Lord our God. Who are we talking about the most? What are we believing in then the most? Well, I believe this works. I believe that doesn't work. Well, I believe this guy should have been present. I believe that guy should have been Yeah, 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 but who are we trusting in? In regards to what happens, well, you get a paper mask, cloth mask, no mask, a president, a Democrat, a Republican, or whatever, and they can't figure out who's, we don't know who's going to be a president yet. But whether, regard, which one, who are we trusting in, though? Are we trusting in these people and these systems and these things? Are we trusting in Jesus? Because he's the one, the last time I checked, he's the one that saved us. He redeemed us. He set me free. And I'm not about to go shift gears from the one who did something for me that redeemed me and resurrected my life to go start believing in somebody else. In the next four years, it's going to be gone. And I'm not going to put all my trust in all these little systems that are failed anyway. We act as if all of a sudden our country has been surprised by our inability to be efficient with anything. We have been messed up for years. Why are we so surprised? This is the state of our nation. And we're putting more faith in that than we are in him. We got to start trusting in God. I'm telling you the next question somebody asks you is fine. Tell them what you believe about a master. Say, listen, but... I am trusting in God. Tell them what you believe about your president. That's fine. But I'm going to tell you something right now. I am trusting in the Lord. Never have I seen the righteous forsaken or a seed begging for bread. It didn't matter. Listen, David went through a lot of stuff, but he declared this thing. We've got to be strong in this. This is what it means to live by faith. Whenever you have it, when you don't have stuff going your way. Have faith in God. It seemed like Jesus talked about this a little bit too. Listen to what he said in Mark eleven twenty one. 21. He said, being reprimanded, you know, Peter said, or being reminded rather, Peter said to him, Rabbi, look at the fig tree. It's so funny to me. Peter's like, you cursed the fig tree. Look at the fig tree which you cursed. It's withered up and it's died. Watch what Jesus said. Uh-huh. Don't get your eyes on that fig tree. Have faith in God. Oh, but look at what they did. Uh-huh. Yeah. But have faith in God. Oh boy, look at that miracle. Yeah. Uh-huh. But have. Don't you forget where the miracle came from. It's not from a man or a woman. 
Don't you forget where your provision came from. It's not from your job or an organization. It's from the Lord God Almighty. Don't forget what it was that blessed your family. It's not just because you're so smart. You think you're some great husband, like you just got it all together. And you, she, no, you better be thanking God Jesus has given you help through that marriage. You think like, oh, man, you're just the best wife ever. No, it's called trust God. Okay, well, I'll make it tougher for you then. Y'all look at me like that. Everybody online, give me some thumbs up because everybody on the, in the house right here is looking at me like a cow to Newgate, okay? Anyway, what do, you, what do you have faith in, cow to Newgate? That's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about, G. You, got, you ain't heard it? Okay, cow to Newgate, let me just show you. So on the farm, you put a new gate in, a cow goes, huh? Because it's new. It's just like, you know, they never seen it before. Anybody else never heard of that before? A lot of y'all. Okay. Cow to Newgate. So I live on a farm. I got hundreds of cows beside me. I don't have neighbors that have cows, okay? So whenever they put the new gate up or change something out, the cows go looking at it. It's, it's legit. It's serious. They just look at it. It's kind of crazy. So what did Jesus say? Have faith in God. Not have faith. Listen, in Pennsylvania Avenue, not have faith in our masks or not masks. Not have faith in a pharmaceutical company, news outlet. Have faith in your school system, faith in your government, faith in your pastor. Faith is reserved for Jesus Christ. Pure and simple. It's not supposed to go to some other person or organization. I'm supposed to put my faith in God. I can believe what they say. I can look at their stuff and kind of say, well, you know, maybe I want to kind of help them. But my faith is reserved for the Lord. So listen to what Jesus, I'm going to wrap this up with this in John chapter 14 and verse 1. He says this, do not, this is Jesus talking, do not let your heart be troubled. He, what does he start with? Believe in God. And believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would have told you. For I go to prepare a place for you. Aren't you thankful? If this year has taught me anything, I am so thankful that this is not my home forever. My goodness, because if this is all there is, man, is it not disappointing. Aren't you glad that there is a place where the leaves are healing for, the, the leaves of the trees are healing for the nations, where there are no sick and lame, where there are no, no blind people, where, where everybody is just, things are just right. No fighting, no bombs, no wars, no sickness, plagues, or diseases. It's a perfect place. Aren't you grateful that Jesus went to prepare a place for you? And he says, I'll come again and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you may also be also. And you know the way where I'm going. And Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. How do we know the way? And Jesus said to him, watch, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. The message says it like this. Don't let this throw you. You trust God, don't you? Trust me. I want to share this today with you because we need to have faith in God. We need to live by faith, especially right now. Have faith in God. In our conversations, have your persuasions. Believe what you need. I mean, you know, if you are strong about something, that's fine. Just make sure out the follow-up of it you say, but I'm trusting God. So that people know where we really stand as believers. 
that we're not convinced by a certain party or this party or that issue or that issue or this thing or that thing. Look, I know they said that this thing's coming out. I was really happy about a, a vaccine, man. That's awesome, man. It came out. My stocks did really awesome for about, you know, one day. I was like, yeah, baby, this is a great day. Everybody's going to get well, vaccinations, no more COVID, and my stocks went up. Yes. But after the news wears off, it's like, hmm. Now we don't know. You can't put your faith in this temporary world. It has got to be in the eternal things of Christ and not the temporary things of this world. So I think we can all agree on this, regardless of our politics, regardless of what we believe about our health, our views on 2020, shouldn't we have faith in God over all these other things? And what I'm asking us all to do is to take a moment and examine what we're doing, what we're saying, what we're posting, and just ask the simple question. Again, I want you to be passionate about the things that matter to you. That's great. But as a pastor, I would not be doing my job if I did not come alongside you and say, in your passion, please be sure that your faith is in Christ. In your strong beliefs about your country, please be sure that you don't forget what your money says, that we trust in God first, not in a system. Because this system is all jacked up. Be sure our faith is in God first. I'm going to close with this last thing, and I want you to hear this. Uh, this is from Matthew Henry. I don't, I'm not going to post this. I'm just going to read it to you. You can write this down or whatever, but you can look it up if you want. It's in his commentary. But if you look at it under Hebrews chapter 10, verse 38, he's got a commentary there, and he's got these phrases. It's about faith and apostasy. Now, apostasy is not something we talk about a whole lot. But it's becoming more and more evident that it might be a little more real than we thought in our, in our nation. Faith, Matthew Henry said, is this. Faith and God's word equals life and energy. To push through a trial or an obstacle that they are persuaded that they have the truth of God's promises on. That's faith in God's word. Have faith in God. Apostasy, listen to this, is a form or formality of religion, but it doesn't persevere. Anyone can teach theology. Don't we know that? A professor at a college doesn't even have to be a Bible college anymore. They teach in theology. But if it is only a teaching, then it will not cause you to stand under a trial. And this is why Paul said to all of us, is to examine our faith. To see whether or not we are really in what we believe or if it's just talk. If my faith won't get me through a trial, is it really faith? Or is it just a teaching? Now, I want you this morning, I want you to close your eyes, bow your head, just right where you are for a moment. I know it's one of those things, man, like right now, I know everybody has so many different things they're frustrated with. I understand, I understand, I understand. I know, I know, I know, and I hear you. I know it's frustrating. Everything is frustrating right now. But that's only in this temporary world. We have got to live by faith and trust the Holy One of Israel to see us through this. So with your eyes closed, no one looking around, I want to pray for you. Father, in the name of Jesus today, God, I pray that you would help us to elevate you first in our life in the area of faith, that we trust you first. God, we can have our passions about the things that we're frustrated with and our passions about the things that are going on. 
God, you created us, and there's some people that may need to be passionate about it and pursue it and help make change, and that's great. God, I pray through this process that we would put you first and we would have faith in God, that we would live by our faith and our beliefs and not by the frustrations that we see and hear around us every single day right now. God, I pray that if right now we're not doing that, I pray you'd help us all make adjustments. And I'll make our conversations today. Help us all say it today as we talk with people in the lobby today that, that I'm trusting God. I know it. I know it. I hear you. I'm frustrated about that. Yeah, but, I'm, I, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to trust God. Lord, that be the, the, the sentence that we say today and tomorrow and next week. And I pray if anybody's here that doesn't know you, they've never accepted Christ, I pray today they would. Lord, I pray right now for those that are watching. If you're there and you're listening, maybe at home or in this room right now, you don't know Jesus, I want to pray for you right now. You just simply pray this prayer with me. The Bible says if you believe in your heart, you have faith in your heart, and you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, you shall be saved. It's a simple thing. I just want you to pray with me right now. And at home or in this room, rather, either one. Just say, Father, in the name of Jesus, I come to you today, and I give you my life. I give you my heart, Lord. I give you my will. I give you everything, Jesus. I ask you to save me, to forgive me, to cleanse me of unrighteous. Lord, I pray you'd help me to trust you. Holy Spirit, help me to trust you with my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Man, if you pray that prayer, we're so proud of you right now. Well, come on, church, would you give them a hand right now? Let them know at home how much you proud you are of them. There's some information on your screen right now. It just simply says connect.cornerstonerome.com. You can fill that out. Let us know. We'd like to send you some information to help you get started walking with Christ. If you're in this room, the same thing applies as here as well. Don't forget, guys, if you want to be a part of the next men's event that we're going to eat ribeyes, that's going to be really good. It's a very limited number because of space, so you can do that online as well. Register men.cornerstonerome.com. Before we go, we always want to pray this over our church. Always love to speak this blessing over you before you go. And remember, when you get out in the lobby and start talking to each other, be passionate, be convinced. But at the end of your passions, make sure you do it just to see if they'll do it back to you. Say, yeah, but I'm going to trust in the Lord. Let's just see if we can get that rolling a little bit more than just our frustrations, okay? The Bible says in number 6, chapter 24, it says, May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you his peace. Man, God bless you so much. We love you guys. You are dismissed. We'll see you next week. If today's message blessed you, we want to encourage you to take a moment and share this podcast with a friend. Remember, there's one hope for every heart, and that's Jesus. See you next time.